home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops Keefe will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And the father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome into a Friday night edition of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI. Once again, it is an abbreviated edition, so we will make the most of it. Uh, you people, we heard you. You guys wanted Boston College hockey, and you're getting it tonight. 6:45, Boston College versus their opponent right here on Weei. So uh, it's going to be brief. We got less than an hour, but like I said, we will make the most of it. As it is a Friday, it's been a busy week for the New England Patriots. Some of the uh, the moves they have and have not made. Some of the news. Some of the soap opera storylines that go along with the Patriots, including a new one I would like to add into the mix. You probably saw this last night. If you're watching Thursday Night Football, if you're watching what ended up being a really high-scoring Cowboys-Seahawks game, they do what they always do. And they're like, hey, coming up next week right here on Prime, tune in for this matchup. And they always try to shine up whatever the matchup is. It's very hit or miss on uh, Thursday Night Football and all primetime uh, matchups. And so it is the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers next Thursday in primetime, the first game of week, what, 14. And they always do the graphic, and we see you've seen it for years, and it was usually, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Tom Brady versus, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, or Patrick Mahomes, or all on down the line. You know, maybe they play Tennessee, it'd be like a Derrick Henry, the Pittsburgh Steelers, T.J. Watt, one of the best defensive players in the NFL, T.J. Watt. So the the screen, the face of the team, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick versus T.J. Watt. And I just, maybe it's happened before. I don't remember it. Do you guys ever remember that happening before? And it's not like they're doing coach versus coach. You probably could have gotten away with it and said, it's Bill Belichick versus Mike Tomlin. Two Super Bowl winning coaches. Two, I mean, Bill's obviously, and Tomlin's probably a Hall of Fame coach. Like two Hall of Fame coaches. No, no, no. They went with the normal standard best player on the team. They looked at the Patriots. And they're like, no, we can't. Who are we going to put on there? Who are we going to put on there? Jabril Peppers? I like Jabril Peppers. Are you going to put him on the promo? I, If I had to do it, I think I would just go with Ramondre Stevenson and be like, yeah, he's pretty good, and just kind of move on and hope that nobody notices. I don't think it would stick out. I don't think you'd be like, oh, that guy. Like, no. Ramondre Stevenson's pretty good. But it is funny, like, you can't go they, – they don't know who the starting quarterback is because Bill won't tell them. And even if they did know, you feel great about putting Mac Jones on there? You feel great about putting Bailey Zappi on the Amazon Prime promo for next week? Probably not. None of the receivers, none of the tight ends. 
Uh, nobody really on defense. You would certainly do it with Judon. Judon, Judon versus Watt actually would make a ton of sense, and that would be a great matchup. Uh, that's out. Christian Gonzalez, I think, could have fit that bill if he played the next two months like he did his first month. Then, <coughs> excuse me. Then I think he'd be he'd be doing all right there, but it's Bill Belichick, the face <coughs> of the New England Patriots, and I wonder if this weekend coming up, if he potentially could be coaching against his next team. You know, this conversation came up a lot during the uh, Commanders week because uh, there was rumors there with their new owner that the Commanders would be really interested in bringing in uh, Bill Belichick. I got like a bug in my mouth or my throat. Get some water. Give me a minute here. Oh, my God. So I, I came firing out of the blocks, I think. What happened? I was just so excited firing out of the blocks. And now I got like a... I don't know. I think I swallowed a giant fly. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, the Chargers now this week I think make as much sense, if not more sense, than even the the Commanders do because they should be good. Like this is a team that the head coach is really hurting them. Brandon Staley is somebody I I wanted to like. I like the aggressiveness uh, until it doesn't work. You know, going forward on every fourth down. Uh, is fun until, of course, it doesn't work. Like the real life isn't Madden. You can't just go for it all the time, and that's what Staley does. The other issue with Staley is a lot of these young coaches. Uh, not a lot of them. I guess D'Amico Ryan's defense, but it seems like there was a wave of good young offensive coaches. Staley's a defensive guy, and his defense has not been very good. So anytime whatever your calling card is as a young head coach in that side of the ball isn't very good, that's bad. Yeah. So Staley. You know, he survived last year. Do not think he's going to survive this year. You saw how he was really uh, defensive a couple weeks ago. We actually played some of the the audio from his press conference. He was kind of a mess, and they're really disappointing. Like, the Patriots are disappointing in one way. You know, they're disappointing in, in like, that they're so bad. But I don't think most people had them in the playoffs. I don't think many had them making the playoffs. A lot of people had this Chargers team making the playoffs they made it last year you got Justin Herbert who's one of the five or six best quarterbacks in football or at least should be and right now the Chargers are four and seven they've lost their last three games they are in last place in the AFC West and the AFC West has uh the Raiders in it a team that already fired their coach so the Chargers are uh, a debacle and that they fit the criteria they're one of the few teams that if you just like the roster's already pretty good, and if you put in a really good head coach, I think I could turn it around and win. Now the question is, is Bill Belichick still a really good coach? We've we've ripped him apart for the player personnel moves, you know, drafting Tyquan Thornton and Nikhil Harry. We don't need to go through the whole list, but just pull up the last four or five drafts, and if you have multiple bad drafts in a row. And then it might not get you that year because you're not expecting a ton that year from those guys. But four year, years down the road, you're looking back and like, well, where are the guys? Well, where are the uh, where are the 25 year old studs that are? No, you don't have any of those. You don't have you don't have any of those guys, uh, essentially. And so, we, that's pretty well documented. But the coaching, I think he, we have to pay attention to that. If you aren't already, I think some of the decisions that he has made to kick it, not kick it, go for it. It seems like there are times where uh, his his team is just not prepared. Think about how many awful starts they had at the beginning of the year. They had 
like insanely bad starts in game. Like some of the games were competitive, some of the games weren't in the long run. But it was bad starts that that got him. I don't know if it still holds true, but there were they, for the longest time. If they scored first, they won. If they allowed the first score, they lost. And it was just like like a hockey team. You're like that's what that's what they were. So I don't think he is this foolproof plan for the Chargers to go in there and turn them around. But if you're them, you're strong. You're the second team in your own city. You're going to be potentially in last place unless they turn this thing around in their division. You're wasting away years of Justin Herbert. I could see him jumping ship, and uh, or I could see the Chargers wanting Bill Belichick. And if you're Bill and you're just coming off a really, really horrible season, do you really want to go somewhere else like Carolina or Washington that feels like a absolute fixer-upper? And even if you get... Like, if you're Belichick and you get offered full control of the team, which you have here, and if you get offered a ton of money, like you're the highest-paid coach still, and it's in Carolina, are you taking that because, hey, look at me, I'm still I'm still the guy? Or if they're like, hey, we're going to give you a player personnel guy, or maybe we're not going to pay you $25 million a year, but you have Justin Herbert, you have Keenan Allen, who you passed up on the draft years ago in favor of Aaron Dobson, whatever but you got Khalil Mack and Bosa like you have some pieces here would he be more intrigued does he want to win right away or does he want the kind of money like this that that'll come along with you know what some team I think Carolina would give it to him Carolina would absolutely give it to him they're they are the losingest franchise of professional sports since 2019 we brought we brought up that stat earlier in the week because Cam Newton was talking about Belichick and talking about David Tepper the owner of Carolina would probably give Bill whatever he wanted. This guy has fired his coach in season the last two years. That is insane. Like, I, I think normally you want to give your coaches time to sort of see it out. Or you hired the person for a reason. Let's You, you might want to see him play it out. No, not that guy. Not Tepper. They, whoop, you, see ya. I think he's been there five years, and there's been an interim coach three of the years. Because didn't he fire Rivera in season, then Matt Rule in season, now Frank Reich in season? So if you're if you're whoever, like, and you take that job, you got to get a ton of money. You got to get a long term deal. So if you're like, hey, you want to, you know, play funny business again, fire me in season. At least I'm getting paid for a number of years. But he wouldn't do that to Bill, and Bill would obviously get a lot more average annual than any of those other guys would. But, yeah, I think the Chargers, and it's funny that they're playing some of these teams this year, like the Commanders, and there was a lot of smoke that week leading up to the game. Chargers, there's been a little bit of as well. If you look at some of those you know, online sites that put odds on Bill's next team, it's been kind of like up and down. Like the Panthers were first, Commanders, Chargers, they're all kind of jumping around. Uh, I read an article, somebody saying the Bucks would be a good spot. I don't really see that one necessarily. But I don't know how many people think it's going to be here, right? Like, I think that is almost determined. He's going to coach out the rest of this season, and then it's a matter of how do they do it. You know, do, does Robert and Bill, do they work together and find a trade? And then it's like, hey, you never get fired, you know, and then you go somewhere else. And we also get something in return because if all the reports are true that he's under contract for one more year, you know, you'd have to fire him or trade him for him to actually go and uh, and coach somewhere else. But – yeah, that's more the story with the Patriots now the rest of the season. Even though they have six games left, it's, what like you know, games are getting flexed out, and is Bill going to end up coaching their uh, their opponent? That's kind of where it's at. 
Uh, also, as for the game itself, no Pop Douglas, no Keishon Booty. So just another reason where you're like, what, what, what are we watching down the stretch? What are things to look forward to to watching? I don't know. The two rookie wide receivers that might be on the team next year, that's on my list. Not this weekend. Scratch that off. So it's Bailey Zappi throwing to, who do you got? Juju Smith-Schuster? You like Mike Gesicki, who played a great game against them stats earlier this week? And the stats were low. Fitzy had a really low guess on all of them, and even still he overshot the yards and catches for Mike Gesicki and Juju Smith-Schuster. Could be a big weekend for them. Maybe maybe Bailey Zappi's the answer. And then we kind of look back at Mac Jones. So let's get into some of our Bailey Zappi expectations you can also join the show at 617-779-7937 uh bailey zappy expectations patriots charges we haven't talked too much about the game uh at all this weekend and we'll give you our weekend bets anything from the weekend whether it's week 13 in the nfl or some of the college football conference championships but uh we will do that coming up next year on the rich keith show but right now here is stiz with what's trending the Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, Celtics at the TD Garden tonight to host the 76ers. Tip-off at 7.30 p.m. Breaking news just came down. Joel Embiid will be out tonight. Tyrese Maxey still questionable. Kristaps Porzingis will be out with the calf injury for the Celtics. Celtics in-season tournament resumes Monday night when they'll be in Indiana to play the Pacers in the quarterfinals. Bruins snapped their three-game losing streak last night at the Garden. They shut out the Sharks 3-0. Jeremy Swayman, 26 saves on the night. Bruins goals came from Zaka, DeBrusque, and Heenan. Bruins' next game will be tomorrow night when they'll be in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs puck drop at 7 p.m. Pats continue to get ready to face the Chargers on Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. The Patriots game against the Chiefs on December 18th has been flexed from Monday Night Football. That game will be now played on Sunday, December 17th at 1 p.m. And for this weekend's game against the Chargers, Pop Douglas and Kayshawn Booty both out in Bailey Zappi will most likely be your quarterback. The MIAA Championship continues tonight at Gillette Stadium. Uxbridge beat Amesbury 42-16 earlier today. Situate currently playing Duxbury and Foxborough will take on Hanover later tonight. Don't forget you can catch those games live on WEI 8.50 a.m. Congrats to all the winners so far. Some BC hockey tonight. Number one Boston College returns to Hockey East play this weekend with the home-and-home series against Northeastern. Puck drop at 7 p.m. You can catch that game right here on WEI 93.7 FM. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Uh, hope everybody's having a good Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Short show here tonight. Uh, we have Boston College hockey coming up momentarily, but you can still jump aboard. 617 779 7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. And if you missed any of the program, whether it be tonight or any of the nights of the week, uh, subscribe and download the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let's go to the phones right now. We got Bob. He joins us next. What's up, Bob? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I just wanted to make a point about possible landing spots for Belichick. 
I mean, I can't even believe that we'd be talking about him leaving. But the idea that he would go to someplace like San Diego, even with a quarterback like Herbert, I, to me, the obvious landing spot is Buffalo. If he goes somewhere, billionaire owner with a lot of money, that, that team has been haunted by Belichick going back to the Super Bowl against the Giants and all the years with the Patriots. He's a Northeast coach, loves to coach in weather. He's got a, seems to have a decent relationship with Josh Allen. That, that team's ready-made for him, and, the, and, and it plays a passionate fan base. Owner with a lot of money doesn't seem to be as intrusive. Carolina and Dallas, to me, like don't seem like options. I don't. I, Buffalo would be, you know, to me, and, and I know somebody said, well, Buffalo came out and said that uh, they're not going to fire their coach. Well, of course they're not going to say that. Right. That doesn't mean anything. Owners yeah. will say whatever they want. I mean, the Rams aren't going to move out of St. Louis, you know, right, right up until Good. they pack their bags. So I, I just see that as being a, you know, it, it seems to me like the obvious choice. Yeah, that's a good one, Bob. Thanks for the phone call. I see. I wouldn't rule out Dallas. I know. I know what the owner is like down there, and I know that he runs the team. But he did, over his time there, give up power a couple of times, and it was to Jimmy Johnson, and it worked. And it was to Bill Parcells. They didn't win a Super Bowl, but they got better. And I mean, if you're going to give up power to anybody, it'd be Bill Belichick. And Bill's been kind of nice to Jerry Jones and vice versa. That's a team that also kind of fits my criteria of. The roster's really good. I don't like the coach. They, he squeezed out some winning records with them, right? So it's not as bad as Brandon Staley. But if you could go from Mike McCarthy to Bill Belichick, even me, who doesn't think Bill is as good as he once was, I still have him better than Mike McCarthy. So, yeah, that would be an interesting one. But Buffalo, I, I, I agree with Bob insofar as if the Bills lose, if they miss the playoffs, first of all, which is a possibility right now, if they miss the playoffs, I could see them maybe moving on from uh Sean McDermott if they make the playoffs and lose in the wild card round I think that also could be a see you later like you were in the AFC championship game and you were this close to making the Super Bowl just a couple years ago and now you're going in the wrong direction and let's see what their offense looks like post Ken Dorsey though after they get rid of Ken Dorsey it already looked a little bit better so maybe that'll change things around in Buffalo and then it goes to another Great question, which will be, is Robert Kraft willing to trade Bill to the Bills? Is he will? Is he saying, all right, now it's the now like we feel bad. Like, can I trade him in the division? And I don't know how all that works. Like, coaching tra- coach trades happen. I mean, hell, even the the Celtics traded Doc Rivers to the Clippers and got a pick, like in the first round pick in the twenties. I think they drafted R.J. Hunter, which so they got nothing really for it. But still, they got a pick for Doc Rivers. Sean Payton just got traded. Bill Belichick himself had been traded. Other coaches have been traded. But when the coach also runs the whole operation, I don't really know how that works. Like, who's talking to who? How does that get done? If it's just the Bills, like, let's play out this scenario. If the Bills want them, and so does the Chargers, for the sake of argument. And Belichick's like, I'm only going to go to the Bills. Well, then the Bills, I guess, could offer something really low. And then Robert Kraft's kind of stuck trying to get something rather than get nothing. Can he force his fire? I guess it then comes down to what's in the contract and how that all works out. Because you would think coaches wouldn't go for as much as they do. Like Sean Payton, you get a first-round pick for Sean Payton. What if Sean Payton was like, I only want to go to Denver? And then New Orleans could be like, well, too bad. 
I guess he retired too. So that kind of muddies the whole thing. So that that is a little bit confusing. But no, I like the thought. I mean, I think Buffalo does make sense. They could get frustrated with their coach. They have a really good quarterback. They're a better team, Buffalo is, than than the Chargers. So I like that one. That one's pretty good. Uh, let's go to Randy. He joins us next talking about Belichick. Randy, what do you got? What's up, Keith? I, I don't know what your take on it is. I haven't heard you mention but uh, it seems like all the other shows for the past couple of weeks have been mentioning Carolina. And, uh, so, guys, I, I don't see that happening. No way in hell. Why would he want to go to Carolina? It's probably the only other team that has least talent than the Patriots right now. So, uh, do you think Carolina is a landing spot at all? I, I don't see that at all. I don't. No, I don't think he's going to Carolina. Thanks for the call, Randy. The only reason why I assume other people would bring it up and why we even kind of entertained it for a second is just if Bill's thing is I want full you know, player control, even though I have proven over the last you know five years that I shouldn't have full player control. I want full player control. I want $25, $30 million, whatever the highest paid coach is going to be, and I want like a five-year deal. I don't know if Buffalo or the Chargers, like some of these other desperate teams, the Commanders, even they might not do all of that, whereas Carolina would. But, yeah, like if I'm Bill, you haven't won a playoff game since 2018. Now, that kind of drought isn't insane for a lot of franchises, but if you're Bill Belichick and all you've known in the league is winning, I mean winning with the Giants, a little bit of a hiccup there with the Browns, and then one bad year to start his Patriots career and then just like nonstop winning. And now you might win two games this year. And then you're going to want to go coach the team that wins one. Like, yeah, like I'm done with this team. I'm going to go down to Carolina and coach Bryce Young, who I know it's early, but he looks like uh, he's not very good. The rest of that roster is not great. And then they don't have their pick. Like, that's the other part of Carolina. They traded to move up to get Bryce Young. So the Chicago Bears, they get their pick. So the Bears might have two top five picks. I mean, I just think that's insane. I think that's nuts. Stays, you're telling me we got some uh, some news on the old Twitter? What do we got right now? Yeah, it's not breaking, is it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it was, it was hedging this way. But what, what, what do, no, what but do apparently uh, Jeff Howe just tweeted out that Bailey Zappi will be your starting quarterback uh, on Sunday against the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. So there I mean, you go. Not a surprise. It felt like earlier this week there was, a, there was finally that change where like it wasn't going to be Mac Jones. I mean – Last week at this time, they were, we were talking about how, like, oh, they're splitting reps, and some guys know who it is, some guys don't. They won't say who it is, but they were splitting reps and then ended up just being Mac Jones. This week, it was Mac Jones is watching as uh, Bailey Zappi is out there and Malik Cunningham. So the how tweet is, Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi will indeed start Sunday against the Chargers per sources. There's also a package of plays for quarterback wide receiver Malik Cunningham Mac Jones is unlikely to play unless circumstances change during the game. Oh God, they're going to mess around and win this game. They might. They're going to get that. Do they get that little bit of a spark? They are going to mess around and win this game. <laughs> I'm telling you, you that's how it goes. Gonna, down is up, up is down. <laughs> you guys are going to screw this up. You're right there. They are. They are. They could coast right now into a top three pick, a guaranteed top three pick. They could even win a game and get a top three pick. So maybe that'll be this game. I'm worried that they win the last game of the year if the Jets have nothing to play for and they toss like Zach Wilson back out there again or something. That, I think, would be pretty devastating. But, yeah, Bailey Zappi, no real surprise. He's going to get his first start this year, his third career start. 
And I do think the offense is going to look better. Like, I think it's going to be just more of a well-run offense, like not as disjointed. Like, we've seen even last week when he played the second half, it just seemed like they were more crisp is not the right word. I mean, I guess so compared to the first half. I know they only scored one touchdown, so I'm not trying to build this up. Like, And then in entered Kurt Warner and Torrey Holt and Marshall Falk. It's like, no, that wasn't that wasn't the case. But we'll see what, what Zappi could do. I think we're going to see Cunningham. Like, I know he mentioned package of plays. They said the same thing against the Raiders. I think he was on the field for five or six snaps. I think we'll get more of Cunningham. And so I'm guessing Zappi and Cunningham will be the active quarterbacks. And then Mac Jones will be the emergency third i wonder if they don't even dress them because there's been no other um uh will greer transactions today i don't think will greer's on the active roster right now so it's probably going to be zappy cunningham and then mac jones and how says he's unlikely to play unless circumstances circumstances change during the game i really hope that just means injury like it's gotta just mean injury it can't be if Zappy struggles a little bit, you can't throw Mac back in. Like, that's insane. You, we've seen Mac Jones struggle a lot. And, yes, he's also been benched a lot. But there's been times where the, the hook could have been a lot quicker and they didn't do it. So give Bailey Zappy this entire game. I don't care if, if it's a train wreck early on. I think Bailey Zappy should play the, play the majority of the game, and I do want to see Malik Cunningham too. I mean, especially if Pop Douglas and Kayshawn Booty are out, which they are, what else on offense are you looking to for a little bit of a spark? You know, Ramondre Stevenson has been better over the last three weeks. Ezekiel Elliott's been fine throughout the year. Uh, the t- Hunter Henry's okay. Gesicki's awful. Juju Smith-Schuster is awful. Devontae Parker's awful. So Tyquan Thornton's worse than even those guys. So, I mean, that's what you're talking about with this group. So Bailey Zappi, as much as I say I think it's going to look a little bit better, what are really the expectations? What are the expectations for, for Zappi? So if you go back to his starts a year ago, the only two times he knew all week he was going to be the starter and then started the game, played pretty well. They were 2-0. They beat Detroit. They shut him out, so the defense dominated that game. But Zappi threw uh, a touchdown and a pick, 188 yards, 17-21, QB rating of 100. Uh, then the next week against Cleveland, he was 24-34, for 309 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and a QB rating of 118. So, Bailey Zappi, that seat last season, you know, if you include the Packers game where he relieved Brian Hoyer, and if you include the Bears game where he relieved Mac Jones, those were the only four games that we saw Bailey Zappi last year. And the guy had a quarterback rating of 100.9. And I know that's not the be-all, end-all stat, but whatever. I'm going to use it. it. It combines a whole bunch of different things. And if you want to compare it to Mac Jones this year, Mac Jones has a quarterback rating of 77. That is 29th, I think, in the NFL. Amazing that there are a few guys with a worse quarterback rating. But, yeah, he has a 77 QB rating. So it's been a mess. Let's see what, what Bailey Zappi can do at the very least. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Dan is in Rhode Island. What's going on, Dan? Hey, Rich. Let's hey. just hope they lose. That's what I hope they can do. Yes, same. <laughs> hey, hey, I just had a thought. It's not an exact uh, same scenario, but the, it's ironic as hell that Bill Bel- uh, Bob Kraft has come full circle. He's in the role of Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick is Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I mean? What do you do? 
you know, and a lot of, it, it's somewhat different, but in the fact like there, there's a quandary here. I mean, I think the easiest way out, I think you would, we don't know how many years out in the contract. So it's either 25 or 50 million, right? We're not really sure. Well, I think the consensus is that next year is the last year on the deal. So let's work under that. You get the rest of this year and all of 2024. So the easiest thing to do is just eat the money, you know, and just let him go, right? And so what if he gets paid someone else? Because he can't stay here. He just no. can't. And if Kraft tries to hold him up, this, you know, who knows what he'll do. But he can't stay here anymore. I'm, just, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this plays out. But, I mean, forget the compensation. I mean, what, for a third or fourth round pick, that's probably all you're going to get from unless someone's stupid to give him more. But I, I don't know. It's it just so I, – I just hope it happens quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if Bill's going somewhere else, he has to go very quickly, like Black Monday, and have a job like two or three days later. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, have a good day. It'll be, it'll be interesting. And thanks for the call. And I, I just wonder how that is going to play out. It is wildly fascinating. I, I agree with you because – Let's say he wants to go to the Bills. Like from a previous caller, we're saying, what about the the uh, the Buffalo Bills? They probably won't. If, if if they do make the playoffs, that extends it a little bit more. He talks about uh, Black Monday in the NFL. Usually, it's right after the final week of the regular season. That next day, a few coaches get fired. And if they want to work out a trade for Bill, what if it happens to be to a playoff team or like the Cowboys? Like the Cowboys aren't in it. Or if you're Robert Kraft and you're saying, well, I want to get something for Bill. I want to make sure I have all the teams that are interested in Bill at least throwing a bid our way. Like, that might be the best way to go from a third-round pick to a second-round pick is you have two teams that are right there. Now, what's also really tricky about this is I don't think it's the same as, you know, just sending a player away. Like, like, uh, like you have to go and you have to go to that team unless you have a no-trade clause. Like, I don't know how the Belichick thing works with, with the coaches – but there's got to be some way. I think one of the reasons why you are keeping them throughout the rest of this year is that maybe you can get something for them in, in the offseason. That'd be that'd be my guess. Uh, let's go to Jay. He joins us next year on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, Rich? Um, hey. I misspoke to the, to the uh, call screen. Oh, I, I don't necessarily think, I don't necessarily think uh, I, they should keep Belichick. What I meant to say is it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if they did keep him at least for a year. Um, and let me preface this by I've been a staunch in Bill We Trust guy, like, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And this year really made me change. Like, I'm just not confident if they were to get the second or third round, third pick in the draft, whether he would take the right – would he take a quarterback? Would he take – um, what's his face from Mark USC, Harrison? You know what no, I mean? he would like, take the he would yeah. take the tackle from Penn State, probably. Exactly, you know yeah. what I mean. So, I, but what we get, I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, <laughs> I love the guy. He, he won so much for us, and now it's like it's sad to see him. I don't know, like deteriorating as a coach. It seems like, or or yeah. just not making not making good personnel decisions. I would say. Not well, necessarily the coaching yeah. part. The personnel is really where he's failed, I believe. I and thanks for the call. I I would say that is the player personnel is worse than the coaching, but I wouldn't sleep on the coaching. Like I don't think it's as buttoned up as it was. I would also include like the coaching staff, him filling out a coaching staff. That's more coach than it is even GM because I think a lot of the head coaches get you know a real say in who they're going to bring on their staff, and that's it's been weak the last few years for sure. 
And uh, yeah, it is crazy that it's it's gotten to this point. Just the resignation in, in Jay's uh, yeah. voice. He was just like, oh, I don't even know. Like, well, I wanted just... to, I, I wanted to talk to him so quick because I thought that because he told you that he's like they shouldn't get rid of Bill. I'm like, I'm curious as yeah. to why he shouldn't. And he's like, no, no, no. Even I like they should. Yeah, I actually like, meant yeah. they should actually totally get rid of him. <laughs> they actually have to get rid of him. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Because that's the other factor too is the Patriots are going to want to turn to that next regime as quick as they can because they are going to have a franchise-altering draft pick at, uh, in April. That's the reality of it. They're going to be picking in the top three. I, I'm pretty confident they're picking in the top three. Maybe number one, the Carolina Panthers just fired their coach. So you could see like a little bit of a you know spark. They win two games the rest of the way. One game, I don't know what the tiebreaker would be, and – then, you know, that gives them two wins, maybe even three. They also don't own their pick, so there's, like, zero incentive for them as a franchise to tank. Like, they're going to want to win as many games as they can. Arizona's the other team with two wins. Kyler Murray's missed most of the year. He's back. He, like, I know not everybody likes him, but he's pretty good. And, like, he's he's had some good games. Maybe he's not the guy you want as your franchise quarterback, but, I don't know, to win one or two games down the stretch, I think they could do it. Like they have, they have a Arizona has the best quarterback out of the three teams that we're talking about here. Carolina just swapped out coaches, so maybe the Patriots are picking number one overall. So you better have that person in place to make that pick, the coach in place to coach that player, and on down the line, they better do that quick. And then, yeah, also you're going to be maybe working on a trade for Bill Belichick. The, the off season is going to be nuts. It's going to be the craziest off season ever because normally the we're so used to for the last twenty years. The Patriots being so dominant that the offseason is celebrating a Super Bowl or lamenting the fact that you were this close to winning a Super Bowl and you're like, what one tweak could we make? What one like what one player could we really go out there and get? That's how good they were. Now, who's the quarterback? Who's the coach? Who's the GM? Who are the coordinators probably? How many possible roster moves can you make because there's not many guys from this current roster? that you want on there so yeah not not wishing away the final six weeks we'll talk about them as they go and all the different news and notes as it happens and you know bailey zappy's performance on sunday and everything else that goes along with it but the offseason is going to be insane all right stays let's get to a quick bet du jour uh we have anything for the weekends week 13 in the nfl you got nba games nhl games college football conference championship games uh because this is this is it until we're back on the air on monday so what is your – oh, as we all missed Thursday Night Football, Cowboys win, don't cover. So we all lost that one. But Can't what do you have for that. the bet du jour tonight? I don't know why I do this to myself every week. Uh, I, I just don't know. Give me the Patriots money line <laughs> plus 195. Money line? You don't even want to go five and a half? Are right, you getting juice there, the plus 195? Yep. So you know what? I think if I had to bet the Patriot game – Believe it or not, I think I would take the five and a half points. I think they yeah. lose, but I think it could easily be a 17-13-2017 type of game. They've played close games the last three weeks. The Chargers aren't very good. I think they're going to fire their coach. Keenan Allen's questionable. So I think they cover, but that is a bold flavor to say That's they're going right. to win because right. they have not won much. Uh, I'm going to go with a college football game, Pac-12 championship game is tonight rematch of the best college game i watched all year oregon and washington washington won the first meeting oregon is nine and a half point favorites this week 
I'm still going to take the Ducks laying nine and a half. It's a ton of points. Bo Nix has been fantastic. Their offense is great. That loss to Washington kind of like woke them up. They've been just blowing teams out left and right. So I will take Oregon tonight. I think it's an 8 o'clock game. Looking forward to watching that uh, because that will do it for us. Short show for me at Stiz. Boston College Hockey is coming up next. Uh, but we'll be back Monday at 6 alongside Fitzy as we uh, react to whatever happens in the Bailey Zappy start with the Patriots and the Chargers. So everybody have a great Friday night. Have a great weekend. And we will talk to you on Monday at 6.